In the name of Jesus, dear friends, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Bumper stickers seem to be sort of a thing of the past. They're not as common and as popular as they once were, but I'll tell you what is getting to be more and more popular all the time are those vinyl decals on the window, particularly of like the stick figures. People like to show, you know, how many members of their family they have and how many, how many pets and Then others like to make jokes out of that. You've seen this, right? And something else that has certainly not faded in popularity in terms of putting something on your vehicle to identify yourself is that classic fish symbol. You've seen those too. Some of you probably have them on your vehicle. A seminary professor of mine once commented about that. And he said that uh, he himself doesn't have one of those fish symbols on his car because, well, he learned how to drive in Chicago. And he didn't think it would be exactly a very good uh, idea for him and a very good witness for him to have that fish symbol on the back of his car. Perhaps a better thing for all of us to have on our vehicles to identify us truly as Christians isn't so much the fish symbol, but it would be an image of a basin and a towel. Why a basin and a towel? Well, because they're symbols of humility and of servanthood. Now, of course, we shouldn't go around advertising our humility or being proud of how humble we are. But humility and service is what we want to talk about this Ash Wednesday evening. Our theme this year is Lent, a time for renewal. We're going to begin that reflection by considering how Lent is a time of renewal for us and for renewal of servanthood. Our specific theme tonight is this, although we are often proud and want to lord it over others, Christ calls us to be humble and to be servants of others as he humbled himself for us. You heard the reading from John's Gospel in the 13th chapter. Let me set the stage for you. It's Maundy Thursday evening. It's just a few days after that ugly scene when Mrs. Zebedee came to Jesus and asked that her two sons could be given the positions of honor by Jesus' side in the kingdom. Now they are all gathered together in that upper room where the Passover is about to be celebrated. And since there were only the twelve there plus Jesus... Somebody had to take the servant's role because, according to custom, their feet had to be washed before they could eat. 
Nobody moved. The food was getting cold. The one who moved would be the doormat, the fool, the loser. The servant would give up his claim, whatever claim he might have, to rulership over the others. Finally, somebody moves. And the someone is Jesus. Jesus takes the towel and the basin, kneels down, and begins washing their feet one by one. How could Jesus stoop so low? Then Jesus spoke of the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of heaven. He said, I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Is that what happens in our lives today? A couple sits in the pastor's office, arms folded, looking away from each other, not saying a word. They know that somebody has to say something, someone has to give in, but giving in means failure, admission of guilt, humiliation, contempt, and losing. Perhaps we need to equip our offices with fewer crosses and more towels and basins. Maybe instead of the fish symbols on our doors and crosses on the walls of our homes. We should have pictures of feet and hands and towels and basins. It's too bad that Albrecht Dürer painted that famous picture of the praying hands. Might have been a lot more interesting and beneficial if he'd painted a picture of dripping hands. Maybe we in the church should have drills on how to use towels and basins like learning how to perform CPR. A woman on the altar guild walks into the chancel and sees that the flowers have been beautifully and neatly arranged by another member of the congregation. But all the same, she goes and rearranges them the way she wants to. Power. Control. A man talks to a few friends and convinces them to vote for the person he wants to be the head of the committee. Power. Control. A group of high school students excludes a lonely classmate from their little inside group. Power and control. A person blessed by God with extra money gives a check to someone who has voluntarily helped the individual in some way, but the gift isn't given out of sincere love and gratitude. The intention is that that person would be indebted to the giver. Power. Control. Do you see yourself in any of these pictures? What are the ways in which you and I lack humility and seek to lord it over other people? Are you in positions of power? Does that power corrupt? 
The longer you're in a power position, do you think more and more that you somehow deserve it? That there's some great quality within you that others don't have? Are you a wise steward of your position? We all may think that our manipulations are only little ways of control, but they can betray a much deeper problem in our hearts of being self-serving, not serving others. Our Lord Jesus gives us quite a different picture of our expected role as Christians. He rejected earthly power both by his words about rulership and by his action of foot washing. Our Lord Jesus Christ in this Lenten season calls us not just to contemplate his action of humility, but to be like him, to be little Christs in all the areas of our lives. Think of the power plays that we engage in every day as parent over child, spouse to mate, single person with our friends. Think of those where we work whom we would love to control in little ways. Think of fellow believers within this congregation whom we may try to manipulate so we can have things our way. Do we really want to serve or to be served? Truly, seeing how far we fall short of being those little Christs, we often need to repent and say with the penitent, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's what we've come here to do tonight. Because Lent is a time for renewal. It is a time for a whole new orientation of our hearts. As Peter said to Jesus, well, if that's the case, then don't just wash my feet, but my head and my hands as well. We shouldn't sing, take my life and let it be, and and just stop there. No, take my life and renew it by the power of your Holy Spirit. Move my whole being not to be served, but to serve. Tonight, servant Jesus bends down from heaven to earth to wash us clean from sin. The one crowned with thorns comes to crown us as children of the kingdom. The one who in his passion was stripped naked comes to clothe us with the robes of his righteousness. The crucified Christ rises from his grave to free us from the world's deadness and to give us a new vision of life and greatness. Now what does that mean for us in our daily lives? Well, are you a parent or a child? God calls you not just out of duty or obligation, but in loving response to the gospel to serve your parents and your children because you're in God's kingdom. Are you single? How can you live as a servant with your friends and others you know and submit to them? Not meaning that you should be a doormat and just let yourself get walked all over all of the time, but you can serve. 
You married couples, will you be subject to each other out of reverence for Christ? Members of this congregation, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will you, in adoration of our crucified Redeemer, make this church a community of care, a haven from selfishness, a place where people serve each other in love? Servanthood means imitating Jesus, bending down into our lives, kneeling down to serve us, loving us, even to his death on the cross. Servanthood means repenting, being renewed, and learning that whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant of Jesus, the servant. And the power for this renewal will come to us again and again through our Lord, the great servant who still stoops down to serve us, to cleanse us, to pick us up, and to give us power. We receive His service in our daily searching of His Word, in the power of the Holy Spirit affirming our baptism, and in receiving the Lord's Supper with a penitent mind and a joyous heart. A very well-dressed woman from Europe was on a safari once in Africa. One day, she visited a leper colony. And there she saw a nurse bending down in the dust, tending to the sores of one of the lepers. The heat was intense and the flies were buzzing as the woman nursed his oozing wounds. Why, I wouldn't do that for all the money in the world, the European woman said. And the nurse quietly replied, neither would I. Are you like that nurse? Our Lord says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. May Lent be for you a time for renewal of servanthood. It begins at the cross, and Jesus himself will hand you the towel and the basin. He'll point you to where you should go. And most importantly of all, he'll go with you. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.